You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Matthew Frizzell. National Retro Day here at Wake Up Springfield, and we're doing our part to go retro, baby. Frizz is dropping the hits. That's why we call you the producer, Frizzy Frizz, in the house. Believe it or not, Michael Jackson, growing up, was one of my favorite artists, and this was one of my favorite songs of all time. Somewhere deep in the logs of iTunes, I have listened to this song hundreds upon hundreds of times. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, Michael Jackson. So, hey, um, question is for all of you, do you have a family budget? If you don't have a budget, do you have a spending plan? I mean, you're watching your finances, I would imagine. I know that I am, or as I admitted earlier, my wife is at least. She does She does the finances in the Bryant household. If something were to happen to Angela Bryant, I'm toast. I don't know passwords. I tell her to write it down somewhere so that I can find it a little bit later. But, yeah, I don't know how to pay the bills or none of that because it's all done online nowadays. Like, why can't you just write a check and send it in? Because people don't know how to sign on a check? You don't. I do. (laughs) But I only get it right about two checks a year. The kids know don't come to me for financial stuff. It just is the way it is. But anyway, so, but most of us, we at least um, have a budget. We have a spending plan. Um, And, you know, we can't spend more than we make. That's just the rule of life. If you do, your credit score is going to take a hit. You're going to get jacked up credit. That won't be good. I saw someone post on X the other day. They said, why... Uh, why am I being judged by my low credit score when the federal government is $34 trillion in debt? <laughs> what do you think about that, Frizz? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good, I mean, I kind of understand. I mean, you know, it's, let's, we're, we're saying the quiet part out loud, and I, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, I really laughed at that one. You know, so here's the deal. We are facing a government shutdown there's budget talks happening. We've already mentioned that President Biden hasn't submitted his budget yet. It's supposed to be due February 5th. The Congress is saying we may not invite you to to give the State of the Union address. Our credit score is at, at danger. We are $34 trillion in debt. And we got a lot of these adult problems. Here's um, Listen to this on the government shutdown. A partial government shutdown looming. Conservatives say they're okay with a weekend shutdown because it harnesses spending. Bipartisan Senate leaders hope to sidestep a shutdown. Blame blossomed after bipartisan spending talks imploded. A partial shutdown stalls transportation and housing programs, suspends money for agriculture and military construction, holds up energy and water projects. As lawmakers scramble to avoid a shutdown, Senate conservatives demand a full impeachment trial for Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro. Here's the reality. I get it. I mean, no one wants to control their spending. We just all, as Americans, we want to buy what we want. And I, I get it. I know. I have, I have five kids. We have two of, one of them's out of college now. One of them's still in college. Three in high school, or two in high school, and one in junior high. I, there's, there is money that's expected for everything. For everything. You know, your house payment or your rent your car payment, your insurance, your life insurance, your braces. We got two in braces, you know, clothes, school activities, sports, the band. Katie's saxophone just broke. We had to spend money to buy another one. Or you can rent one for like, you know, by the time you rent it to own it, you pay $90 a month for 36 months. That's $3,000 or you can buy one. Nah, bro, you know, but, but it's, everything's expensive. I get it, you know, and, and all these things. All these things are asking for money. The school wants you to buy a T-shirt, donate to this thing, going out to eat, 
There's just, but the reality is this. We all are faced with the choices that we make in life determine how much money we have to spend. I chose to go into ministry. I don't make as much as doctor friends of mine, lawyer friends of mine, people that are business owners. Now, I do the best I can live within my means. Many of you are teachers. Some of us have stay-at-home, you know, wives. My wife chose to stay at home with our kids so she can, you know, help make sure that they have the upbringing that we want and we want her to be in the home. So we're forced with these decisions, and we have to cut back somewhere. You have to cut back somewhere. You just can't continue to spend. That is not responsible. It does no good for no for anyone. And when our government is doing this exact same thing, our government has programs after program after program after program after program they want to give to everybody. When I ran the St. Louis Dream Center, when I went there, I was a pastor of an inner city church of about 600 people, and we had an outreach program. And I was, that's the first time I became aware of all the government entitlements that people were allowed to get. This is back in like 2012 to 2015 or so. And they called them, first of all, you got HUD housing. You got free babysitting so that you can go out and get a job. They gave you Pell grants and, you know, guaranteed student loans so that you got, you know, um, for your education. Then they gave you things like, you know, WIC, women, infants, and children. You can get, um, you know, uh, Medicaid, Medicare, or stuff, different things like that. Then, then they started doing things like the Obama phones is what they called them. Free cell phones. Uh, they, they just have, they hand out money for everything. We saw this even with COVID, how they literally were just handing out money for everything to anyone. And it's our taxpayer dollars. And they just keep giving these entitlements, these programs. And the reality is they're becoming like Santa Claus. So then when it comes time to vote, no one votes against Santa Claus. No one is going to vote against an entitlement against a handout. But what it does is it keeps us in that generational poverty. It keeps us in the poverty mindset. Why should I be responsible with my money, with my um, income, with my resources, when I know that the government's going to be there to bail me out with a $600 check that they're going to give, and they're going to say, oh, yes, spend, well, you should save this, but go ahead and spend it somewhere. And you run to the dollar store. You run to Dollar General. You throw two, three, four more stupid items in your cart that you know you don't need. You go out to eat because, oh, well, the government's sending me free money. You upgrade that that cable package. You got all these different things that you're streaming online. You're not being responsible because the government's just offering free money all over the place. And then they're not trying to be responsible themselves because they, well, we can't shut down the government. We can't shut down because programs will be lost. Child care, free child care for everyone. We are, we are, sub, we are subsidizing everybody's babysitting habits when that's not what we need to be doing. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but sometimes you need to ask your mom, your grandmother, your your friend to watch your kids. <clears throat> There's just too many of these government entitlements and programs that are happening. And so now we sit as a country five days until a partial government shutdown. And lawmakers, they've not reached a deal to avert it. And they just keep on doing these continuous resolutions, these short-term deals. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, President Biden, he says he's going to meet with congressional leaders today to talk about how to keep the government open. I'm tired of them threatening to close the government. You know what? Shut that sucker down. If I got to manage my budget, then so should they. Dennis is on the line. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, you got some thoughts on this. Go ahead. What do you got for me, my friend? Yes. You said that no one wanted to vote against Santa Claus, to which I say, bah humbug. <laughs> you will, huh? <laughs> well, first of all, it's not Santa Claus. Santa Claus doesn't steal to give to somebody else and that's what we're doing 
And, yeah. you know, there's, there's so many things that are wrong in this country, so many things. And unfortunately, because we won't stand up as adults and stop the destruction of this country, it's gone. You're not wrong, Dennis. You're not well, wrong. You know, it's sad. They, 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 they canceled some student debt. No, they didn't. They transferred. They transferred it. Freeloaders' debt to working people's debt. De- okay, Dennis. Question for you: Did you have student loan debt? Absolutely not. So I, I, I only had this. This is the reality for me. I went to college on a football scholarship. I think one year I ended up borrowing two thousand dollars so I could buy a little clunker that didn't work, but I did pay that off. My wife had student loan debt. We worked to pay that off. I know Don's admitted to talk before about his student loan debt. Don, you pay yours off. Pay, I paid. I took. Uh, I never missed a payment. Got it paid off in ten years. And so some people have to borrow money. Some of us don't have to. But the reality is, pay your debts. You know what I mean? It ain't my debt. I, I had a very stern. I had a very stern father, and he taught me what money is and how to work with it and everything. There's a book that everyone should read called The Wealth of Nations. It tells you how money works and what really does and doesn't happen. And when I wanted to go to college, my dad offered me one of two choices. Clown or barber. Clown or barber. Please expand. Yeah, clown or barber college. He he said no. And I've got two sons that uh, finally paid off their college debt. We're talking a quarter of a million dollars between the two of them. And they can't get a job in their subject matter that they graduated with. We need a law. You know, there's truth in advertising. You can't lie about a, a product openly and publicly and deceive people. But they do with education every day. Yeah, it's a big racket. There's they, no denying it. Yeah, it, it's a, it's one of the biggest scams. I think Social Security outdoes it fifty to one, but education's up there too. Yeah. Guys, do anything you can to try to save the country, but. Like I said, if there's a way to save it, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Dennis, thanks for your call, man. I appreciate you. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. Like, you know, I I, I debate on if I'm going to even say, I want to say this or not, because I'm not going to try to brag and I'm not better than anyone. But the reality is, and you guys know my story, I'm the product of two teenagers who got pregnant when they were 15 and 16, dropped out of college, uh, high school. My dad has been in prison over half my life, my real dad. My mom ended up getting her GED. She was a nurse's assistant. She worked a job. They made sure that I worked when I grew up. My dad, my stepdad, who was my only real dad, came into my life. And when I was 16, he told me, you're going to work. Boys work. Men work. I started working at McDonald's at $3.35 an hour. There you go. I remember he told me, you're going to college because that's going to be a better life for you. And he told me flat out, we can't pay for it. So you better earn scholarships. And he said, either academic or sports. I tried to excel at track and football. I, I earned a scholarship to both of them. Went to Evangel University. I parlayed that in two degrees, business management and biblical studies. I earned a master's degree. You know how I got my master's degree? I drove Uber in Kansas City for three years. I pastored full-time, and I drove Uber on the weekends. I made about $20,000 a year driving Uber in my minivan, people throwing up in my car so that I could pay for my master's degree. I didn't, and I didn't go into debt, and I earned enough to where our family could take a vacation as well. Now I have five kids, and I tell each of them, you're going to be getting a degree. You're going to get your master's degree. And I told them the exact same thing. We're pastors. We're ministers. You better work hard and get a scholarship. I I govern my kids. I watch their grades when they come in, when the school emails come, because I tell them, you're going to get all A's. You're going to get scholarships. That's the standard in my family. 
I sit down with them. I help them do their work. But more importantly, I am on top of their work to make sure just show up and do the work. There's scholarships available out there. We plan ahead. We think ahead. I got a son who went to Mizzou, full ride, double major, political science and journalism, finishing up his master's degree right now. We've not paid a dime to that school. Why? Because there's opportunities out there. He is now working as a student, um, like one of them grad school workers. He grades papers while he's working a full-time job. I got another son who's going to be a worship leader at Evangel, not paying a dime. He's earned scholarships. He's also traveling to different churches around the country while he's in college as a junior and leading worship to get paid for it. They're paying for their cars. They're paying for their education. This is America, darn it. You can do what you want to do. You can have what you want to have, but you got to be willing to get off your butt and work hard for it. Plan ahead. Think ahead. Don't expect a handout from anyone. These are black men. I am a black man. I'm raising little biracial kids, and we are living the American dream. And darn it, if I did it, you can do it too. Man the freak up and handle your business. And again, I'm not trying to, because on the flip side of that is, well, what about that other person? What, well, I should have been a statistic. That's what they told me. I should have been in jail because my dad's in jail. I'm a success story. Put that on the radio, put that on TV, put that in your pipe and smoke it, but stop giving me all this crap, this whiner business about how crappy this country is because it's a great country. I did it. You can do it too. That's the bottom line. Word. 